Hello and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, histories, and other mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. Okay, Jen, let's do this thing. <clears throat> Hello, Jen. Hello, Allie. Guess what? What? Cue fake podcast music. <laughs> da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Twice in a row. <laughs> Let me tell you. I know, right? Let me. T- I'm not going to point out that it was pretty close in a row. So. Yeah, yeah, because we recorded two in a row. You're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give yeah. you credit. I'm going to give you credit, though. You remember? See, Did see, you write see. it down? No. Okay. See, that there makes it extra impressive. It, it actually does. I I'm know. just going to say. I was shocked. <laughs> um, I got to tell you a story. Tell me a story. So I got a new phone. Okay. And I used my cell phone for many years as my alarm clock. Oh, yeah. And it, you know, it rings off. It goes like, eh, 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 eh. Yeah. you know, loud as hell, wakes you up. Yeah. This new phone doesn't. It has like all these like chimes and oh. in nature and like, hoo, hoo. Right, owls and crab. It's got a cuckoo clock, but it's like cuckoo, oh. cuckoo. And it's like this is not waking me up. So let me just go out. Let me travel out and get an alarm clock. Okay, I'm gonna go back to my childhood days and get a real I alarm get it. clock. I get it. Yeah. I go. I go to the okay. store. I just wanted a clock with that has the light up time and the freaking alarm that rings yeah. off yeah. loud there is not a single old style <gasps> alarm clock it's all these like bluetooth speakers alarm clock no. charging station like, it does a hundred things i'm surprised it can't make me coffee but okay yeah, and you know back hey these young kids don't realize that you could buy an alarm clock for like yeah. five bucks. Okay. This is thirty nine ninety nine. I invested in an alarm clock, but you know what? I need right. it. Right. Because I, because my phone has no good alarm. So I get home. I'm all excited about having the alarm clock. That's going to scare the shit out of right. me in the morning. I set it up. Mind you, it's like, this new generation's alarm okay. clock. Uh-huh. All right. So there's like 1800 buttons. It's dinging at uh-huh. me. I mean, I'm like frustrated and I finally get to the point where I'm going to set my alarm. So I set my alarm for six and I pick my tone. Okay. Go figure. You could actually pick a tone in your freaking alarm. That's clock. newfangled shit right there. Yeah. Right, right. And who, no, I just want one tone. Okay, but fine, you have four. Let me choose one. One is, um, it's All right. in, in, in this tone, mind you, this is the loudest yeah. it gets. And then there's one that sounds like a superhero's coming to like save da, the day. Da, da, da. Yeah, but it's like, dun, 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 dun. oh, no. And then there's some a chime one, and then you know another like up and down. Um, oh yeah, you yeah. know Jenna. like dee, 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 
3D, you know, but all these are like this, like you're oh, whispering. No it's like, come where, where is the alarm? Well, I can tell you that your brother like, also has the, likes the scary, loud, jolt you awake alarms. You kings must need to be shocked yeah. awake. No, that's, that's how you wake up. You do not wake <laughs> up. To the freaking ocean, okay? It's a gentle thing. You, this is whatever generation, yeah. you know, this new generation, they're right. sissies. They can't take the uh, screeching alarm. Okay. Yeah, like, we just want regular alarm clocks. So can we go back? Can we go back in time? So I spent thirty nine ninety nine on an alarm clock that's worthless. <laughs> FYI, I did set it. It didn't wake me up. And... It's these new, this generation where they don't think the alarm clock should go until you hit the button. Because back in the day, it uh, uh, hurts until uh, you get your happy ass hand over there and you shut it off. This shuts uh, off because you know what? It's just like my phone does. My phone does that. It only rings for so long and it shuts itself off because it goes, oh, Jen, Jen. Oh, you're still sleeping? Oh, you just keep oh. sleeping. I'm going to shut up. It really needs to take it to the next level after that. It's like, Jen, Jen, your house is on fire. <laughs> yeah. And so so now I'm at the point with this fancy uh, alarm clock is that you can connect it to your Bluetooth. You can connect it. Your tone can be connected through okay. a Bluetooth. Now, I don't understand this because how is it going to alarm off? To a blue to my phone that's connected to my phone, but what in the hell is it going to play? I have no idea. I don't even know how to even hook it up. But I know that one of your tones can be you hooking it up to a Bluetooth to your okay. phone through Bluetooth. I, what's it going to do when it, I don't know? I have no idea. But yeah, it, it's a hot mess. Oh over my here. god! It sounds like you might sleep forever if you don't figure something out. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? You need that shack awake thing. I wonder what you're going to, what are you going to do? Right. Oh, you know what you need to do? I hit like a second hand store or something. Find one of those old tiny wind up clocks. Those things will bang. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. Actually, I was talking to one of my friends and they have one. And then I was talking to another one of my friends and they said, well, you know, you can put that tone on your phone. Like, how do you do that? Mm. I don't know. So needless to say, until we can get out of quarantine, <laughs> I don't even know. I, I have no idea. Uh, well, by the time this airs, we might be out of quarantine. That is true. We might. I doubt it, though. I hope so. Oh, okay. Now, I think we're going to July. Oh, God, dang. Don't say that. Don't say that. I just I'm just want, saying. I just want a little bit out. But uh, what is uh, what is your subject today? I have the murder of Terry and Michael Green from Grand Ledge, Michigan. Is it Green with an extra E at the end? Yeah. Okay. Terry and Michael Green. Guess what mine is? What do you Okay, got? so first I was going to do um, stories from the UK, the United Kingdom, right? I was like, it gives me plenty to pick from. England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. And I found mm -hmm. like three stories from England. And I was like, okay, I'll just do England then. And then I found this story from Ireland, and Ireland's not part of the United Kingdom. So I have three stories from England and one from Ireland. <laughs> There's no theme. I can't I couldn't get one together. 
What um, what is it about? Well, one is about a funeral. One is about a kid whooping another person's ass. Um, the word fuck in Fraggle Rock. <laughs> the different, the diff- four different subjects. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. What's, so you wanna? Do you wanna go first? Yeah, I okay. can go first yeah. if you want. So on September twenty second, twenty eleven, Terry was supposed to meet up with her parents for Mm -hmm. lunch and she didn't show up and she didn't answer her calls, which was unusual for her. The parents called her husband and he said that she was out shopping. The parents found the call unusual because Michael didn't sound like his normal self. So they decided to actually drive over to the house. Yep. And when they arrived at the home, they found that the side door was locked, which was unusual. They always had an, you know, open door policy, their doors yeah. unlocked like this. I guess this is a place you don't and lock your is, doors. Yeah. And they were like, hey, if you ever need it, and the side door is always unlocked or whatever. Yeah. So they went through the front door, which was unlocked. Wow. And Mike, Mike, they found Mike with his pants down. Oh, a paper shoved in his rectum, defensive wounds on his hands, neck, and back. And they were searching the home and the property and found Terry, um, like, halfway in the pond what? on their property. What? Yep, shot. Oh, my God. Right. When the police arrived, they found Walt the wallets and phones missing and the paper in Mike's rectum was a receipt ledger for uh, Ronald King showing his payments to the couple for a truck he had purchased from them. So the police spoke to Ron who said he had no issues with them and he was at work during the murders. When Yvette you know, when they were investigating further, they found that in Ron's work schedule, he did have time to commit the murders and he had a record of assault previously. Oh, wow. So wait, Michael was yeah. dead also or no? Okay. Yeah. Both of Michael and Terry are dead. Yeah. So do you think that they were talking to Michael when the people were there? Okay. No, I don't okay. think so. I think it was the murderer that they were talking to uh, i think he answered the phone and said that uh, making it why you know understandably then why it sounded so funny right okay you know that did sounded off oh, that makes perfect sense yeah so everyone the police spoke to said they were kind people with no known enemies And so the police leads at this point, Uh okay, are Ron, who purchased the vehicle from them, which the receipt was in the rectum of Mike, son of Michael's, and he was Sean Green, who lived, he lived in Las Vegas. The two were estranged. He said he would, you know, but he said he was traveling for work and would give no info on why the two were estranged. The police wanted to know, but he wouldn't tell. So the son and he was, so he was traveling. Tanya Jones, Tanya Jones, she was a previous romantic, romantic, 
had a previous romantic relationship with Michael. Okay. So everybody's connected to Michael. Okay. Yep. Okay. Everybody's connected to Michael okay. at this point. So some thought there could still be something going on. She said they were just friends, had not spoken in months. But interesting point is that her husband was not friendly to the police. And he had no alibi for the time of the murder and refused a polygraph. And then Ryan Walters, longtime friend of Michael's, a person... Marsha Parsons gave police the lead <laughs> stating that tell, telling the police that she believed it was him because Michael and Ryan had not been speaking and prior to right prior to the murder she said he showed up out of nowhere and she heard Michael and Ryan talking about you know Michael's gun so Ryan showed up out of nowhere okay yep so you got the guy that bought Ron, who bought the right. vehicle, the son, Michael, who's estranged, yeah. Tanya Jones, who was a previous romantic relationship, okay. Ryan Walters, who was a friend of Michael's, and, you know, they hadn't been talking okay. for a period of time. And then there's off... it. And to also tell you that Michael was a former police officer. So, of course, then there's that. I think he might either. Group. Like, okay, you arrested somebody and now they came after you. Okay, okay. I get it. So, when the police spoke to Ryan. So, we're talking about the longtime friend right now. So, we know Ryan. He said he didn't have any problems. He was at work. You know, he did have time to commit the murders, but he passed a polygraph. Okay, that's one down. Yep, that's one down. And then you got the son, Michael. He was traveling, and that was confirmed. So that's two down. So we got Tanya Jones, which for some reason I want to say... Somehow she, she's okay. cleared. I'm just going to So Ryan Walters is the one right now that we need okay. to clear. Does that all make yeah. sense? Have I confused no, everybody? You different every You're like, okay, <laughs> here are the people that could have done it. Here are the people that are cleared. Here's who's left. And that's okay. Ryan. Okay. Ryan. When the police spoke to Ryan, he said he had just went there to catch up. Denied talking about guns. And the reason they hadn't been talking, you know, Mike and him haven't been, hadn't been talking was because he had acted inappropriately with some of Terry's friends and wasn't welcomed by Terry anymore. Okay, so Ryan acted inappropriately toward Terry's friends? Um, yeah, and so he that's why he hadn't been around. Okay, okay. So, and then they clear him. Ryan gets cleared? So, they, yep, Ryan gets okay. cleared. So, the police cleared all the leads. Except for the ex-girlfriend? So, I got, nope, oh, she's yeah, cleared. Okay. Everybody's cleared. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Until one day, Terry's phone turns on. Say what? Yep, so Terry's phone gets turned on, and it, they get a ping from Lansing, Michigan. Okay. 
Yes. All right. Who do do you do you have any clue on who this could be? Ryan. No, like we've already cleared that. Oh, I don't know. Like any guess? Um, another ex lover we didn't know about. Could be. Okay. Could be. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know if you had something in no. your head. So the phone turns on, it pings in Lansing, Michigan. It takes the police out to Lansing to find Christopher Perrin, P-E-R-R-I-N, okay. who ended up randomly selecting the Greens house to rob. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, no, I'm not kidding you. So he just randomly sucked to rob them. And then what happened? Shit got out of control? Yeah. God. So he was robbing the house and then Michael caught him and then that started it. You know, he killed Michael. Then, you know, Terry comes home Uh. into the house and then, of course, she dies too. So he was actually an ex-convict. Okay. Who was currently released from jail on a work release program. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yep. So Chris Perrin was sentenced in 2013 to life in prison for their murder. Oh, shit. Okay. I can't believe it. But, if he wouldn't turn that phone on, he would have gotten away with it. Right. But it gets it gets interesting. On, yep, on his work release... Which I, I've learned that, you know, you like go to jail and you're in jail, but they let you out to go yeah. to work to come back yeah. to jail. Yep. New oh, to me. So, yep. So I got that. Okay. So, okay. On the work release that he filled out, it was found that the company he provided the county uh-huh. jail to get on this guess, work release guess, program. Doesn't uh-huh. exist. Correct. <sighs> Right. Oh my goodness. Uh, yep. So it could have been avoided, but now one more. Oh man. So the family, because this is what I would do. Right. You let this dude out for a job that didn't exist. Yeah. Maybe if he had a real job, he wouldn't have been murdering people, but it could have still happened, even if he had a real job. Right. But chances, you never know. You should check up on shit. So. The family sues. They do a lawsuit against Eaton County because the crime was committed after they let him out of jail for a fake job. Whoa. And then let me blow your mind. In in 2019, a judge dismissed the lawsuit on the grounds that it was, you know, Christopher who was to blame, not the county. What? Yep. But the county blew my mind. Checked to at least make sure the job was real, and if you saw that the job wasn't real, you'd know maybe not to trust him with work release. Right? That's what you would think. Oh man, that it's, shit's dirty. That's dirty. On, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, and I couldn't believe it. Like you're reading about it, and then it's like, holy crap! Like you're trying to figure out. You know, I'm thinking maybe, you know, it's the neighbor. I'm coming up with all kinds of other random people. It could be, and here it comes. It's just random. It's guy. just random. Sir, like when? So this is must be the first time that you had a random. I've ever. 
Yeah, that I've ever had a murder right? that wasn't a friend or a family member. See why it's sometimes so hard, though? Like, if he wouldn't have turned that phone on, what would have indicated that some rando dude came and killed this pe- killed these people? You know what I mean? Nothing. I yeah. Know, this shit's crazy town. Yeah, and then to find out that, holy crap, they actually let him out, out of jail and he didn't even really have a job. That is fucking crazy. Somebody should at least, at minimum, try to call a boss or something. I know you're overworked, but it only takes a second. Right? Okay, are you ready? I am ready. So I got this from article from The Sun. It's about this kid in England. He's a 10-year-old karate student, so apparently I'm on the kung fu kick, right? So he fought off some, like, would-be muggers. So Charlie, and I don't know if it's Fischera, Fikera, I don't know, F-I-C-H-E-R-A. He's 10. He's with his nine-year-old girlfriend, Georgia Bailey Fleming, when a three older teens approach them. And one of the three older boys slaps Charlie in the face and takes his bag. And that had Charlie's phone in it, which, you know, you cannot take a phone away from kids. And then the three took off running with Charlie's bag. So Charlie ran after them and grabbed the arm of the kid who stole his bag. And he twists the guy's arm until he dropped the bag. He like basically put him in an arm lock. And then the two other boys put up a little bit of a struggle. But Charlie was able to get his bag and run. And the three boys were actually arrested. And Charlie has been practicing karate for three years since he was seven. But this was his first real life application of having to use karate. And both of his parents practice martial arts. So I'm not too surprised. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. This 10-year-old boy beat up some teenagers, which, you know, if those kids go to juvie, they're going to get fucked up. <laughs> they're going to be like, right? yeah, whooped by a 10-year-old? Like, here, let me have a, a piece. So I got this uh, next one for the New York Daily News. Th- this takes place um, in Ireland. Shay Bradley knew he was dying. So a year before he passed on, he manufactures, like, one last joke for his family to laugh at while they're crying. <clears throat> so Shay lives in Dublin, lived in Dublin, Ireland. And he was a veteran of the Irish Defense Force. And there's a video. I'm watching this video. There's this coffin being lowered into the ground. And suddenly Shay's voice can be heard <laughs> coming from it. It says, hello? 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 Oh, goes, I totally would yeah, do goes, that. Let me out. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? <laughs> they all like freeze and start to like look around. And then you can hear sounds of knocking. Followed him by saying, where the fuck am I? Let me out. It's fucking dark in here. <laughs> And then everyone like is like really like laugh and look around and he keeps saying hello and then he asks, "Is that a priest I hear? Uh, this is Shay. I'm in the box. No, I'm in fucking front of you." And then he starts singing the song about calling to say goodbye. So he played this joke with the help of his daughter, who helped him with the recording and helped put it in the casket. And Andrea told her brother, her nephew, and her mom before the funeral so that they weren't too shocked. And the video's been viewed about two million times. Oh, I just yawned. I'm so sorry. It snuck up on me the yawn. I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. And it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> That's great. So the video's been viewed about two million times. Now, this one I did, I did on Fraggle Rock. I'm going to talk about Fraggle Rock. But then afterwards, I found out that they're going to remake or redo or start again, restart Fraggle Rock. Ah, oh, I totally watched yeah, that. Yeah, me too. So, Fraggle Rock was created in 1983. Oh, I got this from the Mirror and Wikipedia. And it was available in the United States on HBO, and it ran for five seasons. And it was a Muppet TV show that was created by Jim Henson Studio. And filming took place, though, on a soundstage in Toronto. And the show featured an elderly gentleman named Doc who lived in a lighthouse with his dog Sprocket. 
And there are four beings that live in this world that can be accessed by the hole in the lighthouse wall. And the world consists of fraggles, dozers, gorgs, and creatures from outer space. And there's also, do you remember Marjorie, the, gar- the trash heap? Yeah. yeah. Every now and then, like, some people will be here and be like, this house looks like Marjorie, the trash heap. Like, when I start to get mad. Yeah, she lived in the gorgs garden. Yeah. So the exterior shots of the lighthouse where Doc and Sprocket live were of a lighthouse that is in the United Kingdom. St. Anthony's Lighthouse is located in St. Ma's in Cornwall, England, and it's available to rent and it sleeps for, for the interested. I guess it's adorable. The view is gorgeous, but there's like some drawbacks as far as like, it's a really long walk. There is an actual (laughs) fog signal horn right by the lighthouse. And you know, if it's loud enough to reach a ship out in the open water, Imagine what it's like, you know, 10 feet from where you're sitting. <laughs> so, that you know, it has its pluses. It has its minuses. <laughs> so this last portion is going to be the word fuck. And it's fuck and what it has to do with the United Kingdom. Are you ready? I'm ready. You know, I love the word fuck. This is just an excuse yeah. to say it repeatedly to you. <laughs> so the word fuck was probably born in Germany. But the first instances of being written, actually, you know, being part of a written documentation, the first time somebody wrote down the word fuck was in England. So in court records dating from 1310 to 1311, a man in Chester, England is referred to as Roger fuck by the navel. And that's (laughs) it's meant as an insult. It's either saying that he's so dumb that having sex, he thinks that having sex with a woman's belly button creates babies or that his dick is so small, he's able to have sex with a woman's navel. So, okay. yeah, either way, fuck by the navel, not good. <laughs> so, fuck became part of the written word in fifteen in the 15th century as a verb, because, you know, the, it's very versatile. And a poem was written that explains, quote, they are not in heaven because they fuck the women of Eli, end quote. I wrote, judge much after that. <laughs> <laughs> In 1528, uh, a manuscript has the first use of the, is the, the word fuck as an adjective. A monk had written in the margins of a text, fucking abbot. <laughs> <laughs> so St. George Tucker, who was born in Bermuda to English parents. So he was born in Bermuda, but his parents were English. He wrote a poem in 1790 that included the line, quote, I don't give a fuck for all you've read, end quote making it the first written documentation of saying, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Wow. I'd not give a fuck (laughs) is what you say. (laughs) So Dennis Haley was once the British secretary of state for defense in the 1960s. He is quoted as saying, quote, when the British empire finally seeks beneath the waves of history, it will leave behind two memorials. One is the association football, the game of association football. And two is the expression fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) a member of the lower house of parliament in ireland paul gogarty was heckled by another member um, named emmett stagg and paul response to emmett was to say quote with all due respect in the most unparliamentary language fuck you deputy stagg fuck you (laughs) (laughs) and because he did that they had to write like a 28 page report on the incident or whatever i'm like oh he got told fuck off you don't need 28 pages (laughs) right so there's a village in austria named fucking okay so it sounds like fucking but it's spelled 
fucking f-u-c-k-i-n-g but it's pronounced fucking so british and american soldiers discover this tiny little village during world war ii and that's when the australian village learns that in english what fucking is (laughs) so according to this local tour guide there is one type of visitor who comes to the village of Fawking to take a picture with one of their signs, and that is British tourists. And these, pe- these Australians are not happy with these British, okay? So it says, the village sign keeps getting stolen. And in fact, that's the only crime the village has. So everybody keeps selling the Fawking sign, right? So <laughs> it's, it, it's expensive, and it costs them like hundreds of euros every time to replace it. So after a lot of years and a lot of money spent on the sign, they're able to create a sign that takes hours to dislodge. So you could finally pull it up, but it would take you so long that the cops can come and get you, right? And village residents were tired of people having sex in front of the sign, the fucking sign. <laughs> so they put up video cameras to deter them. So the local well, okay. <laughs> yep, chief blamed the British for the sign theft, saying, quote, we will not stand for the fucking signs to be removed. It may, may be amusing for you British, but fucking is simply fucking to us. What is the big fucking joke? It is URL. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, I can't leave out the word fuck. It's like one of my favorite words. It has so many ways it can be used. And, you know, I can't believe it was used so long ago. Oh, you mean like 1300s? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they think that it was actually there's so there's they don't know exactly where it came from, but they think somewhere in Germany was the first time they used fucking to you know to mean fucking, and from there the English were like we we've got this, <laughs> we're gonna use fucking to its highest advantage. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. All right, Jen. I'll talk to you later. You have fun at home. All right, you All right, too. Bye. Contact us at Anchor or Michigan and Other Mayhem at gmail.com or on Facebook. To join the conversation, listen to the podcast, or correct us when necessary, rate and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Bye-bye now.